Hi, I'm Vanessa Morris, and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarong, and Wiradjuri woman. And this is the podcast of Triple R's Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts, and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wiradjuri country every Monday from midday to 1 pm. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. As always, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the first peoples of the land in which I am joining you from today and pay my respects to elders past, present, emerging and future. I would also like to acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening into this program right now. Sovereignty has never ceded. And it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. As mentioned at the top, my name's Ines Morris and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarung and Wiradjuri woman. And this is Banksia Asia, which is all about First Nations music, arts and culture. And as always, it's a real great pleasure to be here and hanging out. And today I'll be joined by a couple of special guests. And first up, I'll be having a chat with Torres Strait Islander woman, lawyer, artist, manager, consultant and facilitator, Kerry Canal. And we'll be talking all about the Artist Assist Program, a new and pioneering business development program for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women, transgender and non-binary individuals within the music sector. And the program program itself is supported by Indigenous Business Australia with sponsorship from Songlines Music Aboriginal Corporation and the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Music Office, which is also known as NATSAMO. And the program will engage 40 participants from across so-called Australia with a three-day residential workshop uh, early next year and tailored mentoring sessions as well and I do believe that expressions of interest for that program is currently open. Later on in the show I'll also be having a chat with award-winning Wiradjuri artist Joel Bray to talk all about Brolga, a queer Koori Wonderland which is going to be a really amazing interactive art party with DJs including Demula. Nakab, Kalyani and many more as well as Joel Bray dance, dancers and reigning Miss First Nations queer queen uh, Cyrilene and I'm really looking forward to talking more about that and the party will transform the substation into a psychedelic queer Koori wonderland and filling every part of the substation with art, film, interactive games and yeah, Nam's best queer performers so yeah looking forward to speaking more about that it is happening this Saturday the 7th of October so yeah that will be later on in the show as well and Joel also has a performance coming up at Malt House called Homo Pentecostus which they wrote and directed and will be performing in May next year. Triple R on FM, digital, online and via the app. Thanks so much for being here, it means a lot. 
I'm now super excited to be joined in the studio by Torres Strait Islander woman, lawyer, artist manager, consultant and facilitator, Kerry Canal to talk all about the Artist Assist Program, uh, which is a pioneering business development program for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women, transgender and non-binary individuals within the music sector and it's something that they do through Canal and Co Impact Consulting. So really looking forward to learning more about the program but then also the work that they do through Canal and Co Impact Consulting. Firstly, Kerry, thank you so much for joining me today in the studio. Welcome to Banksia. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's so great to have you here and it's really exciting to learn about Artist Assist, this new program that was announced a couple of weeks ago. For those listening in, can you tell us, I guess, a bit about the program? Yeah, so the Artist Assist program is sort of born from what we already do at Canal & Co. So mm. looking at business mentoring, uh, empowering creatives to be the CEOs that they are and sometimes forget that they are. <laughs> so um, the program is good couple of uh, entry streams. We're focusing on doing intensive business development with a group of people and then delivering a a group of workshops in January 2024. So Mm. it's really looking at those business foundations. A lot of programs that we've observed in music, you know, really focus on the creative output, which is deadly. Mm. Um, However, for us here at Canel & Co, we're really interested in helping mob to, to gain more business skills, business acumen, and really feel confident with that side of business. Yeah, I feel like artists are all independently operating as business people in a sense, in addition to their creativity. So yeah, it sounds like the work of Canal in empowering and building those business skills for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artist is so important. How has the, I guess, response been to this? Because it is quite a unique program as well. It is a unique program um, and the response has been really positive so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some amazing sponsors and funding partners on board, which means we can provide a fully f- like fully funded program Mm -mm. to mob. So Mm -mm. we've had a lot of applications already, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic and expressions of interest are currently open and we've got a couple more weeks. So yeah, we're, we're looking forward to receiving many more applications from people across the country. Because applications close, I believe it's the middle of October? Yeah, mid-October. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, it's really yeah exciting that this is building on the work that you already do through Canal & Co, um, which you have been doing for a few years now. Um, how has that been as well in terms of, I guess, the consultancy that you do run um, and supporting artists? Has it been kind of evolving for this to be an extension or building on what you already do yeah definitely I I was um I've been doing this type of work for about three years the Mm -hmm. the mentoring side of things um I've been an artist manager for going on six years now yeah um but yeah the I just felt that there was uh, just not enough time in the week to be Mm. able to support the number of people that were requesting support so developing a program like this is really just it really makes my heart full because Mm -hmm. I can now reach so many more people and across the nation as well to be able to bring people together in person. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think it'll be a game changer. With this program as well, and yeah, like you're mentioning, you know, you have limited time, but there's so many amazing artists and providing this opportunity for 40 participants as well, which is a pretty big undertaking. But I imagine in addition to the workshops that you're running through this program, it's also a really great opportunity for the artists to come together 
and connect and maybe learn off each other as well in a more kind of natural and organic way. Yeah, totally. I um I really wanted to create that that positive, really empowering environment and, you know, our brand ambassador, Emily Wurramara, she's mm-hmm. really good at that, creating that that safe space. So mm-hmm. we've really curated um, the workshop with people that uh, align with our values, I guess. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do it in January, which is historically a really challenging time for us, to be able to start the year off with a positive experience, be mm. planning for the year ahead um, and just do some healing together. I think it, it's going to be really beautiful with, with all the deadly people in the room. It sounds like an amazing opportunity and as well, yeah, you were mentioning Emily Warmer, who's the ambassador for it as well, which is really exciting. And when I saw he's on board for this as well, I was just like, wow, she would come with such a legacy and such a just kind of warm energy as well. Um to, to the different artists, which I think that that's quite inspiring to see all of the work that she's done and having her involved in this program as well. How is it feeling, yeah, I guess, having her on board with this? Um, for me, it's um, it's a bit of a dream come true, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing, seeing women in business in music that have been on a journey, have done their own healing, have experienced the challenges and the barriers that many creatives face, well, uh, black creatives. Mm. And and just for Em to come and be vulnerable and share that is a huge, you know, it's a huge undertaking on her part. So mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that, yeah, she's going to be joining us. And she's also a program participant as well. So yeah, right. we get to support her in different ways throughout the next nine months. And um, with this program as well, so it's specifically for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women, transgender and non-binary individuals within the music sector. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Because I feel like, yeah, it is quite often that we do see maybe more of a male or cis male dominated um, sector. Totally. Um, Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. um, Over the last few years, I've um, supported a lot of different mob um, from, from different backgrounds and just hearing the the struggles of our sisters, sister girls and non-binary people in music mm-hmm. and the challenges that they've faced, I uh, wanted to spend a really, you know, focused amount of time and, and also the investment as well. I think that's mm-hmm. something that is a huge barrier um, is being able to have that funding to be able to directly support this mob mm-hmm. to, to come together. And everybody, um, thanks to Songlines, one of our mm-hmm. sp- our sponsors is going to receive $500 as a, a bursary to attend. Mm-hmm. There's travel and accommodation, there's childcare, there's uh, catering provided. Um, so, you know, it's it's a really sort of holistic way of supporting people to come together mm-hmm. um, and overcome some of those barriers we normally face. Yeah, it sounds like uh, an, a really amazing space um, that's going to be provided through this Artist Assist program. And in terms of the program as well, um, yeah, what does it kind of look like? Yeah, so the first day we'll be um, really focusing on well-being in the music business. So Mm. we'll also have another sponsor, Support Act, coming and there'll be a mental Mm. health care provider on on site for the whole three days while we dig deep into um, our experiences, Mm. what we've overcome and, and, and how we want to move forward as an individual business owner in music. Day two, we'll really look at um, vision, values and authentic self in business. And mm. that's where we'll have our keynote speaker, Noni Barrow from Mabu Mabu come mm. through and uh, really think about how we can incorporate our culture, particularly when we're pressured by the mainstream mm-hmm. to suppress that or be someone different. Mm. Uh, so 
then we'll move on to day three and uh, that's the money stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll be looking at how to diversify income, how to generate income from, from your craft and we'll have TikTok, White Sky Accounting and uh, we'll have First Nations Foundation come through and talk about personal budgeting, business budgeting mm. as well. So, yeah, we've got a, a pretty beautifully packed program um, but we'll also have lots of space for for yarns and and time together to process what we've learnt. <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like a really beautiful and dynamic range or design of the program um, over the three days which yeah it sounds like a really invaluable opportunity for participants that do get involved in it and then also in addition to that program there's also the business development program which is more of an intensive that runs alongside it can you tell us about that yeah so as part of delivering a program like this I've really wanted to compare what we currently do and what we want to do more of so Mm. we've got a research and evaluation component to this so we Mm -hmm. can compare that intensive business support Um, so we've got eight artists that we are working more closely with and that's Mm. the the component that Emily is on that I mentioned before and this is like providing like hands-on administrative support so we've got a team of people that can help with different activities setting up business um, systems and processes to uh, improve efficiencies in people's businesses Um, so comparing that deep level of support uh, with the more high level mentoring and Mm -hmm. workshop support will enable us to know what works best moving forward. Yeah sounds amazing yeah, with, I guess, the work that you're doing or maybe the program in particular, is there anything else that you want to tell us about while you're here? Sure. I'd actually like to give a bit of a shout out to our funding partners. Mm-hmm. So Indigenous Business Australia have uh, provided the bulk of the funding. Canal & Co, we're contributing um, a portion of funding as well mm-hmm. from our own income. Um, but also just want to sing out to Natsumo, the National yeah. Uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Music Office and TikTok because Mm. they're providing education uh, and coming to the workshops and supporting mob to learn how they can generate income as well. Mm. So having this, uh, yeah, this collection of uh, sponsors and funding bodies is really making a huge difference. It Mm -hmm. means we can do uh, what we can do to support mob and music and it's just uh, a fantastic opportunity to give back and invest in these beautiful creatives. So Mm. thank you to them. Yeah, it sounds like an amazing collective of organisations coming together to provide this opportunity through the Artist Assist Program. And yeah, it's been really amazing to hear all about it. Super exciting. And yeah, I'll put up more information to the Artist Assist Program and also the work of Canal & Co on the Triple R website later on. Um, Yeah, Kerry, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really great to connect with you and yeah, hear all about the work that you're doing. It's so amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au. Then I'm now super excited to be joined on the air by award-winning Wiradjuri artist Joel Bray to talk all about Brolga, a queer Koori wonderland, which is coming up this Saturday at the substation as part of a Fringe Festival. Firstly, Joel, thank you so much for joining me today on Banks here. Welcome to the show. Hey, Vanessa. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's so great to have you here and, yeah, to talk all about Brolga, a queer queer wonderland, which sounds like an amazing and interactive art party. Can you tell us a bit about this event coming up? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of my work is, I guess I would call it like dance floor adjacent. You know, I'm often interested in mm -hmm. dance floors and kind of dance floor culture. Yeah. And so I've always wanted to throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and so, yeah, so um, Brolga is... Uh, going to be a party mm. featuring First Nations DJs and performance artists and it's a takeover of an incredible venue called The Substation mm. um, and yeah it's just going to be an opportunity for everyone to get together um, have a have a dance yeah, but yeah. also have an opportunity to see some great art yeah, it sounds like an amazing party coming up with a really amazing lineup of DJs and artists as well. Um, yeah, can you tell us about the lineup? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we're kind of featuring um, First Nations DJs. Mm -hmm. So we've got um, Damila, who's an incredible DJ from Mianjin, up in Brisbane, um, and local DJs Kalyani, um, Soft Black Pussy, and Nakab. Um, and they're being supported by uh, a bunch of like really amazing ally artists like Stebzar and Aquarius and Attitude. And then in terms of the performers, um, we've got um, myself. So we've I'm doing some kind of sections from my other works. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be kind of, I guess, like redeploying them in this mm -hmm. like different context out yeah. of the theatre and into this party space. Um, and so the kind of collective of artists that I've been working with. Um, are going to be performing and there's lots of pop-up performances and then we've got artists like uh, Luke George and Noretha Williams and um, uh, we've also got Amelia Tina Leary and uh, a whole bunch of other performers. Yeah, it sounds like an incredible takeover of the substation and then also, yeah, hearing you talk about, well, yeah, the different DJs and the different artists, but, yeah, also creating work that's uh, dance floor adjacent. Um, yeah, have you always kind of wanted to throw a party like this before? Like, have you done one like this before? Um, I've never known. This is my mm. first one. Mm. Um, and in a way, it's kind of like I, I love parties and I'm yeah. going to party spaces. Yeah. But sometimes um, sometimes I wish there was a little bit more to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like on the dance floor, you're having a boogie and then you want to take a break and you want to go on a little adventure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the whole idea of this party is that you can do that. So mm -hmm. you can have a dance mm -hmm. and then when you want to go on an adventure, there's like lots of like nooks and crannies in the space to explore. And lots of kind of interactive things that you can do. Like you can climb into bed um, with, there's an amazing First Nations artist called Jackie Shepard mm -hmm. um, who's going to be uh, reading bedtime oracles in a bed in PJs yeah, um, right. for you. Um, and we've also got some like interactive arts and crafts so you can even make costumes for yourself mm -hmm. um, and then take them down onto the dance floor and style up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds um, yeah, super fun and amazing to fill that space. Um, yeah, also just keen to chat a bit about the namesake of the event, um, Brolga, as yeah, different mobs have different Brolga stories. Can you tell us a bit about um, the importance of the Brolga and the significance that name plays with this event? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like you say, there's um, different stories from all over the continent. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that um, kind of pops up in this um, in this story, the kind of repeats, is one, um, it features like a kind of a central ancestral character who is obsessed with dancing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so a lot of a lot of Koori people who love to dance like really identify with 
folder. Mm -hmm. But also often that character has some kind of like, they challenge gender norms. So sometimes it's a young boy who wanted to dance the women's roles and then the ancestors turn them into the Bolga mm -hmm. so that they can dance that for the rest of time. Or sometimes it's a story of a young woman um, from a time before women were allowed to dance who challenged gender norms and tried to, and wanted to dance the um, role of the, of the men. So for a lot of like contemporary Koori folk, we identify with with uh, with the Bolga almost like an unofficial kind of totem as these as this character who a loves to dance because mm -hmm. you know it's as a community that loves to dance it's the queers mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and also um, yeah are about challenging gender roles and kind of stereotypes so for queer and trans and non-binary folk we really connect with that story mm -hmm. and so when I was trying to think of like a, a name for this or a theme for the party I thought Brolga was the perfect one. Yeah I love that story um, but then also yeah with this event as well happening as part of Fringe and yeah it sounds like a really amazing one for people to get along to uh, this Saturday at the substation um, but I also noticed that you recently announced an upcoming performance at Malt House which is happening in May next year. Uh, Homo Pentecostus. Can you tell us about that performance? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you say, um, it's it's my first work with the Malthouse Theatre. Um, and I've, I guess I've had this performance kind of bubbling away in the back of my mind for a really long time. Um, I grew up with my, um, with my European mother. Um, I was in connection with my Aboriginal father, but I kind of grew up. And she was, we were Pentecostal. Mm. So I grew up in... Um, yeah, in the Pentecostal church, um, and I, I was obviously black and mm -hmm. queer, um, and I've always wanted to, I've always felt like the need or the calling to kind of, in a way, go back and pull that kind of part of my life out. Um, mm. You know, I'm in my 40s now, so it was quite a long time ago that I left the church, um, but I feel like yeah, I feel like I've got a bit, of, a bit of distance from it now and I can kind of go and explore that. And I feel like it's actually really timely because, you know, I don't know, you've seen the media a lot recently about what's been going on with Hillsong, which is um, the largest Pentecostal church in Australia. And Pentecostalism is growing, like it's one of um, Australia's fastest growing religions. But I actually think most people don't really know very much about it other than, you know, a few kind of images of people singing with their hands in the air or whatever. Um, so I kind of wanted to make a work that kind of pulls the lid back a little bit on, on the Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily just criticism, but yeah. kind of a what's and all um, look at the church from the inside and mm -hmm. definitely from the perspective of someone who's queer and mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the, the other thing that I guess, as I've started to make the work that's really kind of captured my attention is Pentecostalism is really about the kind of ecstatic experience. The thing that differentiates it from other fundamentalist Christian religions is it's about this kind of like experience. It's about the, the music and you know the dancing and it's kind of and this connection with with the people around you. And it made me realise, in a way, connecting back to um, to Brolga that's happening next weekend and my love of the dance floor and mm. also my research into corroboree is that there's some kind of connection here for me um, between the ecstatic experience of Pentecostalism that I grew up with and my love of the dance floor mm -hmm. and my interest in corroboree. Um, so yeah, the work is going to be exploring that kind of, I guess, the Venn diagram of those three different spaces. 
Yeah, it sounds like quite a personal um, story that you'll be telling through this performance, Homo Pentecostus, which is going to be at Malt House from the 10th to the 25th of May next year. Um, yeah, you, is it kind of a work that is, I guess, evolving as we kind of speak? Or Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, got, I've got an incredible team. Um, 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 making, I'm co-directing it with Emma Valente, who's an amazing. Um, she's a white fella, but she's um, an incredible um, feminist theatre maker, mm-hmm. um, and someone I've admired for a very long time. I'm really thrilled to be able to make it. And mm-hmm. on stage, I'm. It's a kind of two people on stage, so I'm sharing it with um, uh, Peter Paltos, mm-hmm. um, who's an incredible actor. And so between us, we're kind of, I guess, like writing it, kind of devising it um, in the studio, um, and we're like, you know. We're definitely like waist deep in in it now and like really kind of wrestling with the ideas and with the material. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's (laughs) super exciting. Joel, it's been so amazing to chat with you today. Um, Yeah, is there anything else that you're working on that you can tell us about while you're here? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Mm. um, um, I started really kind of early research on a new work called Gag Order. Yeah. Um, and I've been kind of, it's kind of um, a little bit in response to um, the voice and the mm-hmm. kind of the complexities of the conversations um, yeah. that we're having at the moment. And so it's a work that's about about voice, about silence and voice mm-hmm. and voicelessness and who and power and who has who has the kind of the megaphone in contemporary Australia. Um, it's definitely early days on that work, but that's going to be a real kind of athletic, dancerly work. I'm really kind of returning to my choreographic roots on that one, I guess. That sounds really, yeah, powerful, this new work that you're starting to look into. And Joel, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been, yeah, really great to hear about all of the work that you're doing. Thank you so much, and thanks for the show. It's really amazing for you, the way you showcase all the kind of diversity of contemporary um, First Nations art. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I'd love to have you back. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wurundjeri Country each and every Monday from midday till 1pm. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to keep in touch at rrr.org.au or follow Banksia on Instagram at Banksia RRR.